Hello and welcome back to In the Growth Space. I'm David McGlennon, your host, and I am full of gratitude for the support that everybody has been giving me and my small team on this podcast. You know, I never really realized what a growing experience this would be as I had the idea to put my YouTube podcast on all of the traditional podcast platforms. But it's been a great experience, and I'm really, really grateful. Now, I'm in this series on growth, and in the last episode, I talked about what growth is. And growth is what life is really all about, isn't it? If you think about it, all life struggles to grow. All business struggles to grow. And you know, the tree doesn't just get to be a certain size and then say, yep, that'll do. I think that's about right. I'll stay right here. (laughs) I heard somebody say once that, If the giant redwood had the mind of a human, they'd only grow to be 10 feet tall. But trees don't do that, do they? They keep keep growing and stretching and reaching the whole time they're alive. And when they stop growing, they start dying. And the same is true with our companies as well. Growth can be applied to us personally and in our companies. And what we're going to talk about today is going to help us both personally and professionally in our personal lives and in our company lives. As we've started this journey, I've of course talked about growth and as cliche as it sounds, growth takes place outside the comfort zone, not inside. If we're comfortable, we're certainly not growing. If we want to grow, we need to get outside of our comfort zone. And we need to stay outside until our comfort zone catches up with us and creates a new comfort zone. Now, a lot of people talk about growth, but they get held back into their comfort zone. You know, it really isn't easy doing things that we've never done before, and it's terribly uncomfortable. It's an internal struggle with the way we've been programmed. I even have a a video teaching that I've done for one of my mastermind groups about the programming of our minds, the programming of our subconscious minds. And I'll, I'll make that available in the show notes so that you can download it and watch it. But we've been programmed since birth and that programming creates our comfort zone. Sometimes it's also called our conditioning. Our comfort zone is merely a reflection of our conditioning. Our comfort zone is determined by our conditioning. And our conditioning is really just a mass of habits and conditioned responses. Now, the thing that I want you to really realize is this. The same thing happens in our organizations. We're conditioned. There's like this immune system response anytime we express that we want to do something new. Let's say we, we, we have as an objective that we want to 10x our sales. We want to ignite growth. And our automatic programmed response is, wow, I think we would implode because our processes aren't built to handle a 10x increase. And the organizational programming, the organizational conditioning becomes afraid because that feeling doesn't match the experience or our current results. And then, of course, we don't grow 10x because we've never experienced it before and it becomes a barrier. And the thing to realize with regard to our comfort zone is the reason it's comfortable is simply because we're not growing. 
You don't need to think in your comfort zone. You're acting by habit, and habits are actions that no longer require any conscious effort. They're subconscious. They're below the level of consciousness. So it's easy and it's effortless. So if we're going to ignite growth in our companies, in our teams, in our lives, we've got to learn to think bigger and imagine new ways of doing things despite and in face of our fear. Fear has to be reframed so that we can engage in the things that we've never done before. Did you know that the feelings associated with fear are the same as those associated with excitement? It's an increased heart rate, sweaty palms, faster breathing. But fear keeps us penned into our comfort zone. So the comfort zone is a dangerous place to be. And even though it might be comfortable, it's a bad spot. The comfort zone mentality is settling, settling for what we are today. And that means that what we are today is all we'll ever be. But although our conditioning tries to put a lid on our potential, I actually believe that we are driven to want to be, do, and have more. Every one of us actually wants to grow if we're honest with ourselves. There's always something more that we want, isn't there? We're never fully satisfied. There's always something more that we desire. We can be content, yet still reaching for more. And as a person of faith, I believe that God wants us to rest in our contentedness and continue to be reaching for a fuller expression of His goodness and grace. And our conditioning has an incredibly powerful effect over us every day of our lives. But this is only really half the story. The real power, the insidious power that keeps us stuck where we are is not so obvious. You see, this conditioning will also control what you entertain up here in your conscious mind, what you think. We can think any thoughts that we want but we tend to think the thoughts that are in harmony with our old conditioning. The conscious mind can accept or reject any idea, but the information stored in your subconscious mind will, to an enormous degree, control what your conscious mind will accept or reject. For example, does someone earning $50,000 a year think the same thoughts as someone earning $50,000 a month? No, absolutely not. But can they think the same thoughts? Of course, of course they can. But if they think those thoughts, what they do, they reject them and say that, oh, it won't work, that they can't do it because it's not in harmony with their current results and their current conditioning. The vital bit that they don't realize is that it's their old conditioning that's causing them to reject the idea. Our reasoning ability, our logic, is actually conditioned. Just think about that for a moment. Our ability to reason, to be objective, is also conditioned. Not so much that the logic doesn't stack up, but that too, but more that we select the logic to match the conditioning. And if you think about it, that would have to be true or we'd all be doing the same things, wouldn't we? So when we're in our comfort zone, we experience comfortable thoughts influenced by our comfortable conditioning, which lead to comfortable actions, which lead to the same results. 
And that comfortable conditioning generally limits our thoughts to those comfortable thoughts. But let's just say then we've identified something that we want, something that makes the discomfort of change worthwhile, something that's not in harmony with our current comfortable conditioning. So let's call this new urge or desire a new goal or a new idea. Now, just outside the comfort zone is what's called the terror barrier. And the terror barrier is the point where we are subject to a flow of negative, unhealthy emotions that we experience in that instant. That great feeling of dread and feeling of certainty that we're doomed. And it happens in an instant when we think of doing something that we're scared of doing, even if we want to do it. And it's an automatic response by that body of ours, even if we think it's safe intellectually. Our body experiences this terrible feeling that convinces us that the last thing in the world we want to do is to do it. And whenever anyone goes to step outside of their comfort zone, there are four stages that they go through. They go from comfort to reason to terror to freedom. We go from comfort. In other words, we say, hey, I'm happy where I am to reason and then we say to ourselves, actually, I, maybe I want more than this to terror. And that says, oh my goodness, I can't do it. I'm not good enough to freedom. Oh, I actually can do it. Wow. And actually most people never get past the terror stage or the terror barrier. They just cycle around in the first three stages. The emotion appears to stem from the activating event. In other words, whatever it is that we're thinking of doing. But actually, the activating event doesn't even have to be an act. It can actually be a feeling or a thought. And the thought can be real or imagined. The body's response is the same either way. And just to illustrate that point, what if I asked you right now to close your eyes and imagine in your mind that you're cutting into a ripe, juicy lemon? And once you cut it in half, all of the juices run out and then you put it up to your mouth and you take a big bite out of it. What's happening right now in your mouth to that imagined situation? Your mouth is probably watering like mine is. But the key to understand in this is that the body doesn't respond directly to the activating event. It responds to our belief about the activating event. So today in this episode, I, I want you to begin to form an understanding of the process, seeing what's happening and in what order, because it's understanding that that's a key part of the power to move forward despite the feeling. And understanding that our beliefs about any activating event are what drives our fear and feelings within our bodies. So, there you are, you're in your comfort zone, taking life easy, and this unexpressed possibility within you begins to bubble up inside. You become aware of what Emerson called that quiet voice within, and you say, you know, I don't want to live like this anymore. I do want more than this. And then you begin to entertain a new idea. As you begin to focus on this new idea, it's impressed upon the subconscious mind. 
And it's then that you move to stage three, terror. Now, as the new idea is impressed upon the subconscious mind, it begins to change that vibration of your body. And now this is a foreign vibration. You see, our ideas get expressed through our bodies. At first, your comfortable conditioning begins to whisper to you, what are you doing? What are you, are you serious? What, what makes you think you can do this? Who do you think you are? That's the internal saboteur that's, that's talking to us. And your old conditioning is devious. It's going to do anything to talk you out of this because if you do this, everything changes and it doesn't like change. It's there to protect you. So next it tries reason and it might say, look, you've given it your best shot. There's, there's no disgrace in turning back now. So let's just go back now and let's go back to how it was just you and me. <laughs> and, and then what, what happens is you begin to seriously consider taking action on your new idea. And this is something that every one of us has experienced. The old comfortable conditioning begins to scream at you and it knows exactly what buttons to push, doesn't it? <laughs> it knows exactly where your Achilles heels are. It'll say, don't you remember what happened last time you tried something like this? How ridiculous you looked? I'd like to support you in this. I really would. But I'll be honest with you. I don't think you'll ever recover if you screw this up like you normally do. That's a voice of our saboteur again. Now, all this happens in a heartbeat. As you give serious consideration to taking action, within milliseconds, you start to worry. Doubts fill your conscious mind. That worry is experienced in the subconscious mind as fear. And that has to be expressed in the body as anxiety. Terror fills every cell of your body. And before you really know what's happened, you bounce right off the terror barrier and back into safety and back into your comfort zone. Now, Abraham Maslow said that when we are faced with change, we either step forward into growth or we step back into safety. When you're suddenly faced with a challenge that's new to you, it's amazing how just a simple idea can turn into butterflies, into terror, into this, this, this feeling that's like, I think I need to go to the bathroom kind of a feeling. And when we're back here safely in our comfort zone, recovering, saying, whew, that was close. We don't like to admit to ourselves that we got scared and ran away, do we? It doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. And so what do we do? We immediately begin to rationalize, to justify our actions. We say things like, you know, to be honest, it isn't what I really want to do. I'll, I'll find something better. I'm just glad I've got the courage to stand up and say that this is not what I want. And we convince ourselves that our act of cowardice was really one of bravery. And so we convince ourselves that we're happy where we are. So how do we break through the terror barrier to freedom? How do we do it? Well, it takes one of two things. Either your goal needs to be something that you want so badly that it's worth failing for, or it takes just one tiny additional ingredient, one tiny little thing that will give you the courage to step through that terror barrier when you bump up against it. 
And that one missing thing is understanding. It's your awareness of what's going on in your body. You see, once you recognize that the fear isn't real, you're off to the races. Once you realize that fear is just conscious awareness of the vibration that your body's in, your life is heading in a whole new direction. The old conditioning never really goes away though, but as you impress a new idea, it gradually starts to take on more and more energy. As Emerson said, the only thing that can grow is the thing that we give energy to. If we feed our fear, we give it energy and it will grow. If we feed our idea or our goal, it will grow. If we feed our confidence, then that will grow. And we don't need to give fear its consciousness. So how do you get rid of the dark in a room? You turn the light on. You don't focus on the dark and try to get rid of it. You think of light and introduce light. And that light displaces the dark. Well, so too the confidence displaces the crippling fear. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still going to be scary to some degree on an emotional level, but it's manageable. If we don't need to fear, then confidence will win. So, let's say we're here back in our comfort zone. And the desire inside of us wells up. And once again, we begin to give serious consideration to acting on our new idea. As the new idea is impressed upon the subconscious mind, it once again sets up a foreign vibration in our body. Once again, terror fills our body, but this time we have understanding. This time we see the fear for what it is. It's just conscious awareness of the vibration of our body and the, the, the vibration that our body's in. And we refuse to give it its consciousness. Instead, we feed our confidence by focusing on the benefits of our goal. It's a conscious act of our thinking mind. We still feel afraid, but understanding gives us courage. And this time we act in spite of our fear. This time, we step forward into growth and smash through the terror barrier into freedom. But even though we've been through the terror barrier once, the fear doesn't go away right away. We need to continue to act and go through the terror barrier many more times before we can really begin to feel comfortable with the new way of doing things. And then ultimately, the new way becomes as comfortable as the old way once was. And this is now your new comfort zone. So understanding or awareness leads to courage. And that's what we need to change our whole lives. Courage. Courage to risk and an expectation to win. An awareness of our bodies. Awareness of the vibration that our bodies are in. And acting in the face of that awareness will get us through the terror barrier. So... What goals or challenges are you facing that's setting up the terror barrier for you? So let me just kind of summarize what we've gone through. So we go through four stages to do something new in, in order to achieve some goal. The first stage is our comfort zone. We're, we're sitting in our comfort zone. The second is reason. We think of something that we want. We want, we want to, a goal that we have, a, a, an idea 
And when we think of that, then we go through the terror barrier. We ha we hit terror. And then once we smash through the terror barrier, we're on to freedom and success. So getting through the terror barrier requires a goal that's so meaningful that we want it so badly that we're really willing to risk failing. And of course, secondly, it requires understanding or awareness of that feeling, that vibration that sets up in our body so that we can act in the face of that feeling. So if we're going to grow, we have to get out of our comfort zone and bust through the terror barrier. And in order to do that, it takes courage and awareness, courage to face your fear and prior conditioning, which of course is your comfort zone and then awareness of your feelings. And how you label those feelings makes all the difference in whether you make it through the terror barrier. I heard someone on a podcast recently talk about getting through the terror barrier. And he said that it's kind of like when you're on an airplane and the pilot comes over the PA and says, Hey folks, this is the captain speaking. We're going to have some turbulence up ahead. So make sure that your seatbelt is secure and tight. We will try to get some different altitudes to find a smoother ride. Isn't that what it's like? It gets bumpy and we want to stop. Sometimes we simply have to buckle up and ride it through. Now, I, I want to share just a brief story with you from my own life in case you think that I've got it all together, because I certainly don't. I'm learning my lessons as well. So earlier this year, and as I'm recording this in 2020, we're still in this COVID-19 pandemic. But before all that started, I had a client that had me going somewhere and teaching new content that I had never taught before. I found out about it in December of 2019 and planned the trip for February. That trip was to the Arctic Circle. I was warned that it wasn't the most comfortable flight, even though we'd be on a chartered 737. Bare bones was how it was described to me. And all I could think about was a military plane transporting troops that were all squished in a plane, transporting them to their destination. And I have a touch of claustrophobia, so I was a little bit uncomfortable with that thought. I had never done anything like this before. However, I had said yes to this opportunity because of the adventure. It was going to be cold. The accommodations weren't like anything like a Holiday Inn or definitely not a Marriott. And I had no frame of reference of what to expect. I could only put images in my mind using my imagination. And of course, what does our mind do? It imagines the worst case scenario. So in the weeks leading up to that trip, I was having anxiety and waking up in the middle of the night, not being able to go back to sleep. I had some mild panic attacks that I knew were coming from this impending new experience. I kept hearing Dan, Dr. Dan say, just embrace the suck. And if you have listened to, to episode two, you'll know about Dr. Dan. And if you haven't, go back to episode two and listen. He was somebody who always pushed through the terror barrier. So after I got to the Arctic Circle and, and knowing what the aircraft was like and the quarters were like and the unbelievably cold temperatures were like, and just a little side note here, don't wear contact lenses in the Arctic Circle. They freeze to your eyeball in seconds at minus 40 degrees. But, but after I experienced it, my anxiety subsided. I slept amazing and I had broken through my own terror barrier. 
my point is that we all experience it. Whenever we have a goal or an achievement or an adventure or something new that we want to have and have never done, we're going to face this. If you're going to be in the growth space, you need to get good at blasting through your terror barrier. And that's going to take a goal so meaningful that you're willing to fail for it and an awareness of the feelings of the terror barrier in order to act despite those uncomfortable feelings. It's not glamorous, but it is so rewarding. And because I faced my terror barrier and persisted at going through it, I can now say that I've trained leaders in the Arctic Circle. So let me ask you, what's something that you're willing to go through the terror barrier for? Are you ready to tighten your seatbelt and endure the ride? Keep coming back here to In the Growth Space, and I promise you, you'll become comfortable being uncomfortable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you would do me a, a favor, please, please go subscribe and, and go give me a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever. I would really appreciate it because I want to make an impact and I want to keep people and I want to keep companies growing. So until next time, stay in the growth space and be well.